Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Zach Aston Reese had a penalty shot for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He did not score. It remains 1-1. Panthers and Leafs with about five and a half minutes left in the second period. Late in the second, Islanders and Capitals in a 1-1 tie. And starting in about an hour, the Wild and the Avalanche. Oilers and Kings tomorrow on 6.30. Chet, 5.30 for the face-off show. The puck will drop at 7. Again, those Pacific Division standings. You got Vegas... 98 points, L.A. 96. They've both played 74 games. Edmonton now 95 points. They've played 75. All those teams doing well at the top of the division. I still think Edmonton going to be really, really hard-pressed to finish first. Second, yeah, okay, maybe. But again, uh, you know, game's in hand there for L.A. and Vegas. And uh, if the Oilers don't get uh, a regulation win tomorrow, then certainly going to be advantage uh, L.A. to stay in one of the top two spots. Uh, We'll have Daryl Evans from the L.A. Kings broadcast booth before we sign off at 8 o'clock tonight. Also, after the 7.30 news, I'm always happy to talk to Curtis Stock. Longtime sports writer here in Edmonton, uh, extensively covered horse racing throughout his career. He's got a new book out. It's called The Turcots, The Remarkable Story of a Horse Racing Dynasty. I've had Curtis on the show a few times over the years. I love talking to him. I, I got a lot of respect for uh, his work and his storytelling. And it was He's come into studio and done segments with me, and I'm like, this is such an honor to have Curtis Stock on the show. There was a funny moment a few years ago, because I, I don't know why I remember. Sometimes you just kind of remember things that are somewhat random but I remember in uh, speaking of doing Stanley Cup playoff predictions around this time of year I remember in 1991 Curtis Stock said the Penguins are going to win in like a journal article where they all had to pick so I assume Jim Matheson whoever Cam Cole was probably writing I don't know they all picked somebody and Curtis Stock's like the only guy who picked the Penguins and he was right so I'm like well this Curtis Stock guy might be a genius but I'll continue evaluating and then in 1992 and again the Penguins didn't have great regular seasons in either 91 or 92 93 was the year they went nuts and then they lost on that David Volek overtime goal in the second round and I remember Curtis Stock's prediction was just the Penguins again and he was the only one that picked them, and they were right again. So a few years ago, Curtis Stock is in studio doing an interview, and I'm saying, like, oh, man, you, I'm telling them, you did this and you picked this, and he's just like, okay, I don't remember. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, like, this is the greatest prediction anybody in sports media has ever made. Curtis didn't really remember. <laughs> It was fun. I'm looking forward to having him on the show, absolutely. Okay, he joins us every week here on Inside Sports, presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm really well. Reading yourself? I am doing very well. Great to have you on the show. And oil country feeling pretty good. After the last couple of games, and especially last night, and as you know, Kelly, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is uh, is beloved by this fan base, a guy who's been here a long time and went through a lot of tough years. Five points last night, tied a career high, going all the way back to his first month in the National Hockey League. That's crazy. Um, I didn't know that. I, I didn't realize it had been that long since five points uh, for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. But uh, what a year he's had. And I think you and I spoke about him 
two weeks ago, something like that. And uh, I, I mentioned, I told you the story how we had a big, we're going to do a big piece on him uh, in the pregame show uh, a couple, three weeks ago. And unfortunately, we ran out of time. We Something else happened and we ended up having to make an adjustment. And uh, so I, I hope here in the next couple of weeks we can still find the time. The problem is, uh, I know this Saturday they're on the they're on the late game, and so that makes it more difficult to fit it in the pregame show. So, still fingers crossed. He's been an incredible player for them. I think everybody. It's safe to say everybody that's an Oilers fan is hoping that he's going to surpass a hundred point mark, and I think there's no question about that. Yeah, I, I think after last night, well, Rob and I were joking after, I can't remember which intermission it was, but that he might get there in yesterday's game, uh, <laughs> the, the, the way that it was the way that it was going. But it is, I mean, you, you mentioned Nugent Hopkins, you had to bump the, the feature for yeah. time, but it, it is kind of interesting talking about this team because so much of it, I mean, there was, uh, I don't know if you know Mike uh, Zeisberger from NHL.com, he was in for a couple games last week and He's like, well, yeah, I'm here to write about McDavid. But it's like, well, Dreisaitl's second in scoring, and Nugent Hopkins is sixth. You know, yeah. you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, any other any other team, they, they'd be the guy getting all the features written about them. 100%. And that is kind of like the shame for uh, for both uh, Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl, really. That, you know, I mean, everybody knows uh, how good Dreisaitl is around the world. But still, you know, when you're on that team with uh, – with McDavid, you will be, uh, you know, second fiddle. It, it's no different than when Messier or Curry were playing for the Oilers and they had Gretzky. I mean, Messier or Curry uh, each stand alone as incredible hockey players, and yet I don't think Yari still ever gets the credit that he deserves. What What have you and, and I mean, you've watched Nuge's whole career. I I still remember, you know, when he was younger. Um, you know, you gave some perspective for Nuge's stats and kind of said, you know, maybe he's got to start doing a little bit more, but he's clearly um, grown a lot. since. Like, what have you seen in his, because I realize who he plays with helps, but I still think he's more than just a product of playing with those guys. Oh, no question about it. He's always had the skill set. I think that, uh, and it hasn't declined, uh, but I think that what, a lot of players that have that incredible talent like uh, Nugent Hopkins and many others around the league, they just become smarter and, you know, they understand the game. You know, you don't always have to play the game at a hundred miles an hour. Sometimes it needs to be played at 65 miles an hour and it makes more sense. And so, uh, you know, his hockey sense on the power play is ridiculous. Um, sure. Yeah. The players that he plays with, it definitely helps, but he's one of those guys, uh, and I've run across a few of them over the years, that they just uh, really, really, truly understand uh, what they're trying to accomplish on the ice. You know, some guys, they've got a lot of skill, but they try and rush things or, you know, they're, 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 or they hesitate. Uh, the opposite, of course, of uh, uh, trying to do things too quickly. And But he's just right in a groove right now, and everything he's doing is – seems to be the right play. Yeah, and, and the Oilers in a good race here for top three in the division, so we'll see who they wind up drawing in the postseason. Stuart Skinner has, uh, you know, become obviously the Oilers' number one goaltender. I'm sure he's going to play four, if not five, of their final seven games, and barring something drastic happen, he's going to be the number one goalie. 
he'll be the starting goalie for the first game of the postseason. Look, this gets brought up to me all the time, though. Uh, A, fatigue for Skinner, and B, well, how do you win with a goaltender with no playoff experience? And I always say, well, I I mean, I I can't argue with that, right? If if you've decided that a goalie who's never played in the playoffs can never do any good in the playoffs, I I don't know what else to tell you. Um, But several goalies who haven't... A lot of play. I mean, you got to do it something for the first time, right? Do you do you buy these concerns about Skinner, or or how do you look at it? Well, I wouldn't say for me. I don't think they're concerns. Uh, it's just a reality. Now, having said that, you know he's played a lot, as you mentioned. I think he's played 15 of the last 18. Uh, so I do think, and they have that four-game road trip coming up. Where are they? L.A., Anaheim, San Jose, and finish off in Colorado. So yep. I see on that trip where uh, Campbell could play two of those um, although there's the one break where there's two days in between I think Anaheim and San Jose there's two days off which you know if if you really if you're in good shape in the playoff race you could in theory go Skinner versus LA and then uh, have Campbell play Anaheim and San Jose and then he's uh, Skinner's rested for Colorado that could be a real nice option but anyways uh, in terms of uh, for the playoffs, you know, our game has proven uh, over and over and over again that players without any playoff history at the National Hockey League level can have success. Now, it's it's not, you know, it's not guaranteed and it's, it's not the majority of players, but a lot of players uh, and in particular goalies because, you know, you're kind of like, you're 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 kind of you know numb to all the pressure, and you just go out there and play and have fun. You're so excited that you finally get a chance to uh, live out your childhood dream and the playing in the in the playoffs. But I also look at him. I think he's played eleven playoff games in the minors, so that certainly helps. And he played a boatload of playoff games in juniors, so that definitely all helps. But at some point, you just got to do it. And uh, live with the results, and and I I don't have any concerns. I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, do you remember your first uh, playoff game, or or ever a time where you felt like, oh okay, the, I, I see why they say the playoffs are different than the regular season, or did they feel that much different? I don't know. Once you got in there, oh yeah, they do. There's yeah. uh, I've always said there's three parts to a season. There's uh, there or four parts. There's the start of training camp, and then uh, you get out of that. And then the next part is the start of the regular season. And then probably in around February when it ramps up again. And then you've never seen anything like it uh, when you play your first playoff game. And that that is every single year. Every single year it was a wow sort of uh, thing when you start that first playoff game because the games are just played at a different level. Uh, and of course, I remember uh, all my playoff games and my first one in particular, I was nervous. My start was in Washington uh, and we ended up losing 2-1 in uh, overtime, double overtime, in fact. And uh, I thought I was interfered on on the winning goal. Um, so, so that's how uh, that uh, memory still lasts with you. And and it, but I mean, all playoff games are special, whether they were when I played uh, in uh, you. 18 in Edmonton, uh, whether I played junior in the minors or in the NHL, they're all really, really cool experiences. I don't remember that game, but I, I'm going to assume you were interfered with because no way a shot would have beat you clean, Kelly. No way. No way. <laughs> Very, 
exactly right, Reed. <laughs> All right. Speaking of shots beating goaltenders, it seems like there are more ways to do it than ever before, as good as the goalies are. McDavid, and he did it a few games ago, the, the bank yeah. shot, he, he scored earlier in the season. We see other players trying it sometimes successfully. Something I mean, you and I have talked before about that bad angle, yeah. short side goal over the shoulder, and now, yeah. well, below the icing line, the goaltender still isn't safe. I'm wondering, and you, you know, you've been pretty blunt before about how goalies yeah. maybe need to adjust. They got to continue adjusting because there, there is a spot there, and the top guys can hit it. Yeah, well, and even more than just the top guys now. I think that uh, that shot has been exposed. I've heard recently, about two months ago, the chatter started to uh, work its way around some uh, goalie coaches now saying that they've got to figure this out. And I think I'm, I'm not going to get involved because they're, you know, these guys are current and everything, but there's a, a couple of real simple solutions. Uh, and I think over the course of the next couple of years, we'll see those uh, uh the the players the goalies adapting to it because you know it's one thing to get scored on but why give them free goals right and then those are basically free goals that shouldn't be going in uh, under any circumstance so i think that'll get figured out here in the next little while the uh, the goalie coaches are so smart and they've recognized i think uh they've uh, sort of created their own weakness and now they have to fix it can you hint at what one of the solutions might be <laughs> Well, if the puck is below, if the puck is below the goal line, there's no need to offer any part of your body position in front of the goal line that could create a ricochet effect. So that's pretty, pretty vague, but pretty simple. Also, uh, yeah, I think I generally, yeah. I, well, when we see sometimes the, the goalies are going down to that, you know, the one knee or or whatever like that, right? Reverse, so, yes. Yeah. And and I love that style, by the way. I wish I would have uh, played that way. I mean, it looks so fun, looks so cool, but it does expose you to certain uh, bad goals that probably shouldn't go in. Right. Okay. Well, Kelly, this, uh, fun as always. I'm really looking forward to the postseason. I mean, you can feel it ramping up, yeah. and uh, Oilers in a race at the top of the division. Calgary, Winnipeg, Nashville still hanging on. I mean, what a story. Oh, like, what a race for, for those spots, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's a huge win for Nashville last night in Boston. I mean, Boston, as everybody knows, they don't lose often at home. And for Nashville to win that one 2-1, that's, that's, that's huge and exciting. I mean, I was excited. I was calling the Oilers or the Flames game last night, and I looking at the box score while this game's or our game's going on. I'm thinking, wow, is this ever great? This is so exciting. And unfortunately, the Jets just can't help themselves at all. Yeah, they're having a tough go. Okay. Kelly, uh, have a good uh, rest of the week here. We'll do this again next week, man. You got it. Thanks, Reed. Take care. Kelly Rudy checking in, courtesy Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. You'll hear some comments from Kings coach Todd McClellan when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Todd McClellan, coach of the Kings, today commenting on Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I think Nugent, I know my time here, he's an incredible player and a really, really good two-way guy. 
and to see him getting rewarded for his offense, which I think was always there, is really good for him. Well, yeah, News having an incredible season, and of course, uh, Todd McClellan has taken notice. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kellen hit me. Yes, a couple quick hitters for you. One from Mike Patrick Waugh did find his first uh, playoffs. Bennington did find his first playoffs. That's from Mike. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I'm starting to, I, I'm starting to be a bit like a broken record here about Skinner. Mm-hmm. You, I mean. Yes, he's never been in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but it doesn't mean that he it's impossible for him to do well. Mm-hmm. And another one on the same vein from Luke. Uh, he texts in and says, I wouldn't worry too much about uh, over unproven goalies. Just think of Fear and Moog. Go Oilers. Well, Andy Moog especially was yes. out of nowhere when they upset the Canadians in 1981. Long time ago, but... Yeah, there's, there are a lot of great stories of uh, kind of out-of-nowhere goalies or unheralded goalies doing well in the playoffs for sure. 780-496-0063. The Kings have been a great story, and they've had to change uh, some goalies along the way. Daryl Evans will weigh in on their season. And Curtis Stock, love talking to him. New book, The Turcots, The Remarkable Story of a Horse Racing Dynasty. He's going to tell us more about it.